Um, something. Um, I'm only yeah, gonna be sorry. I'm only gonna be able to stay for like an hour, because okay. I, I have a mandatory meeting for my job. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna read John twelve. Okay. So here in John 12, it says six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12 ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance, but Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said that perfume was a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor, he was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often sold some for himself. He was in charge of the disciples' money. He often stole some for himself. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. Okay. Now, the definition of greed is intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or sorry, left, or food. Okay. Hold on. Um, God's telling me to call Miranda. Hold on, guys. I had a weird dream last night. Am I supposed to write those down? You could just shake your head yes or no. Sorry, guys, I have to follow the Lord's instruction. Um, back to the lesson. Okay, so greed definition is intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. One of the greeds is money. Okay, money can, um, well, it does represent ability, right? We know it to um, the more money you have, the more opportunities are available to you. And the more powerful you can become. Okay. Um, I used to be greedy, actually. I used to have, um, and I got that spirit from my dad's side. 
the spirit of mammon. Okay, that's what it is. It's, it's greed, it's money. It's really just going, working hard over time just to get that big fat check. Okay, that's what I would do. And I would plan it out, all that stuff. Um, and we get a sense of power through greed instead of going to the source, which is God, okay? God is the source of power. So why aren't we going to him? Okay, that's why we get so tired when we're overworking and all that stuff because money has, <laughs> money is supposed to be a tool. It's not something that's going to pour back into us. Okay, God pours into us because he has that power. Okay. Um, he has that power. And it's so important to really, really um, understand that. Because when we, when we try to figure it out, like, okay, God is outside of time. The Lord is outside of time. But we're putting all our time to get this money. And God doesn't want us to work that way. Because then we get tired. We get burnt out. Um, so yeah, now let me continue. Okay, we're in John 12. Um, I'm going to continue at 6. John 12, 6. Um, not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in, pre in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Okay. Um, then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Now, Judas was so focused on, like, he didn't really see the price that Jesus, he didn't know, he had no idea the price that Jesus was going to pay. So what he was doing was more expensive than the perfume that he was focusing on. He's focusing on this perfume, like, seriously, we can have some money off of that. We can have our pantries filled and all that stuff, but you're going to waste that perfume on his feet, on Jesus? But, hello, he paid a more expensive price that we will never, we can never pay that price. Yeah. And, and Mary understood that, okay? And I'm going to get further into this, okay? So, Continuing on 12, the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took, psalm, took palm, sorry, branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it fulfilling the prophecy that said don't be afraid people of jerusalem look your your king is coming riding on a donkey's colt 
his disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy, but after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethesda in Galilee. They said, sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Okay. Then Jesus told them, the voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, we understand from scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the son of man will die? Just who is the son of man anyway? Jesus replied, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. Okay, so this is going to make sense as I continue reading Okay, But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people can believe, for as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and harden their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it 
for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, if you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in the dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me to say what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper. And the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So let me stop there. Okay, so the devil prepared Judas. Okay, just like how God prepares us. Okay, because the devil, he's, he copies everything. But Satan prepared Judas to sin against Jesus so he can miss the opportunity of eternity. Okay, so over this temporary thing, over focusing on a little bit of money, okay, focusing on that, he completely missed it. He took the money, and later on you'll see in these chapters that he felt horrible. He was like, wait, I had no idea it was going to go this way. He returns the money and then ends up paying himself. My uh, virgin version says that the devil had already put it into his heart. So it's like, you know, the same thing, like prepared him. And then, you know, like from the outflow of your mouth, like speaks from the heart or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So that was like already into his heart. He just, like, he never came to God and was like, I have some really bad thoughts. Like, what do I do with these type things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes we we imagine and we're like, oh, if I have this money, I can do this, I can do that. Um, we've all done that. And then it just goes too far. And then once, that's why God, before he gives us our, his promises, he wants to make sure that, you know, that mistake is not going to happen again, that we are prepared and strong enough, have that strong foundation with the Lord. So once the promise is revealed, that we don't just up and leave you know that we're just not fake and be like psych we're out you know because Jesus already knew okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
read a little bit more. Um, Cause Jesus already knew, but you know, he was just being fake. Okay. He knew what he was doing, but Judas was just being fake. So, um, so four, so 13, four. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the, the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter explained, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash, except for the feet, to be entirely clean. <laughs> God is reminding me of this debate of washing feet, okay? <laughs> Oh my gosh, because there was like a huge debate. Yeah, there was a huge debate about that. Like, oh, like, should we be washing our feet? Like, it's a part of our body. There was one about um, washing your legs, too. How people, (gasps) some people don't wash their legs in the shower. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that. It was like, they just let the soap run down. I was like, are you lying? (laughs) Yeah, gotta be lying. Yeah, so you gotta scrub the dirt off. It's not gonna just roll off. But, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Um, 11 for Jesus knew who would oh sorry I skipped that okay 10 Jesus replied a person who has baits all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean and you disciples are clean but not all of you for Jesus knew who would betray him that is what he meant when he said not all of you are clean after washing their feet he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, these words are small. Wait, hold up. And since I, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I has, have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. I'm not saying these things to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but this fulfills the scripture that says, the one who eats my food has turned against me. I tell you this beforehand so that when it happens, you will believe that I am the Messiah. I tell you the truth. Anyone who welcomes my messenger is welcoming me. And anyone who welcomes me is welcoming the father who sent me. Now, Jesus was deeply troubled and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. The disciple Jesus loved was sitting next to Jesus at the table. Simon Peter motioned to him to ask, who's he, who's he talking about? So that disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked, Lord, who is it? 
Jesus responded, it is the one to whom I give the bread I dip in the bowl. And when he had dipped it, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. When Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus told him, hurry and do what you're going to do. None of the others at the table knew what Jesus meant. Since Judas was the treasurer, some thought Jesus was telling him to go and pay for the food or to give some money to the poor. So Judas left at once, going out into the night. So it says, Satan entered him after he ate the bread. Okay. Oh, Satan has is- some nerve. Like he was in the presence <laughs> of Jesus. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so I mean, aggravating. If I was one of those disciples, I'd be like, because I don't, I don't understand how no one caught that. It's like he literally ate the bread. I would be like, oh, you want to fight? Let's go. Like, <laughs> you want to go somewhere? But um, look, Satan entered him, so he still had like a chance to not take on that assignment that the devil placed in his heart, that greed. But. He still ate the bread, okay, and so that made it final. That was like, that was like signing the contract, like, okay, I'm done. I want this money. That's what I want. Um, The definition of power is the, the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events, okay? And... What we learn, okay, what we learn growing up, this is something that we have to unlearn. It's, oh, we have to unlearn it, okay? But everyone has heard this time is money, okay? And that's not what God wants us to do, okay? He doesn't want us to be disputing all our time making the money, okay? We serve a God that is outside of time. We do something, you know, for, it can just be a simple, like, God bless you, okay? And he's going to give you a day's of work or whatever, okay? Um, but the God we serve is outside of time, okay? So remind, I want you guys to write that down, underline it. Stop, stop thinking like you have to overwork yourself. And because uh, I... I love doing that. Like I, I honestly, it kind of relaxed me. Like, okay, I know I'm gonna get this. I would just calculate it. Okay, I'm gonna get this much money on my next check. So I'm gonna go out of town, get some Jordans, get this, get that. Like it was ridiculous. Um, so we have a God. Okay, God was He was just like bring some revelation to me while I was writing these notes down. Okay. But um, we have a God that teaches us that obedience is the frequency. Okay. Obedience is frequency. And I was like, God, that, that is so true. Like, Oh my gosh. Like it was like right in front of my face. Didn't see it, but now I do. Okay. <laughs> when we're when we're obedient okay bam something can be unlocked in your bank account okay 
but we're not just talking about money here. We're talking about, because this is overall greed, okay? Food, all these things, when we see it, because we have dominion over the earth, okay? So whatever is in it, we have dominion over it, but we're letting the money control us. We're letting the food control us when we're supposed to control it, okay? We speak to it, okay? Okay, I'm done having that self-control, allowing the Lord to just pour into you with that self-control and all that stuff. Because I would always, I'm so, like, I still can't believe that I have self-control now because I would just, even if I didn't need it, like, I don't know, I would even have, like, a bunch of backups for my makeup and all that stuff. I didn't need that. Okay, I had a bunch of soaps, a bunch of scrubs. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying like, I would just do it over the top just to, because I just liked the cabinet full, you know? I'm like, oh, it looks so nice, just full like that. <laughs> so I would just over, overdo it, okay? With my pantry, overdo it because growing up, my pantry was not always full. And so I would just fill it up, fill it up. And then most of the stuff will be rotten because I forgot that it was there. And I was only using the stuff that I could see in the front right so it's just being wasteful it's not being wise um but this can this can come from greed can come from trauma um it can be generational and i'm gonna give you an example okay say you do not have that much food growing up and so now that you have food you don't want to feel like that again when you were waiting until the next meal or whatever so you just find it relaxing like wow I can eat food so you just eat it you just you just love it you find comfort in it because you didn't have that as a child you know um when we are obedient in the spirit things will pull up really fast for us because that obedience unlocks a door of glory, okay? When the Lord told me this, I was like, oh, hallelujah, okay? But when we don't hesitate and make excuses like, mm, no, I'm not good enough for that, when God's telling you to do something, that's why we delay ourselves when we do that every single time. We're delaying ourselves when we do that. And so when we are obedient, a door, a door of glory unlocks, okay? So that helps us with, and I'm not just talking about money, but just favor in your life, okay? Um, even simple things like having a ticket and that being just completely in void for you, you know? Simple things like that. It doesn't always have to be extravagant, but but God wants you to have those extravagant things, but we have to work up to it. We have to have that growth. We have to have that strong foundation, okay? God's never going to do something really big. You don't even know how to handle it yet. He wants to teach you how to handle it first, you know? And once you have those credentials by God, then he'll, you know, he's like, okay, you can handle that now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so in my notes, yes, 
we can get much more through obedience that usually takes years to obtain in the natural. And that's why we really need to take that cap off that we have with God, because that's how we get greedy. We're like, okay, God can't do that for me. So I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to overwork, 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 you know, and so that's, and that's another way of distraction that the devil tries to take away from us. Because like I said, Judas had an opportunity. He lost that opportunity of eternity because of something temporary. And so that's why we need to be like, okay, Lord, help me, help me understand that you are the source of power, that you will guide me through this and that these are just my tools. These are just tools where I need to go. It's not something that is going to pour into me. If I give into it, if I give into that greed, I'm going to be drained by it. But if I give into you, if I have you be my source of power, then I'll be constantly poured into. I won't have to feel like I'm just working all week, all day, and only have one day for you. Like, that's no way to live. Like, I could not believe. I mean, I wasn't even going to church. I wasn't even doing any of that stuff. Um, so let me reiterate here. So Judas was concerned, right, about the expensive perfume. And, you know, we're always so close-minded. We're thinking... Like, oh, this could never happen. Like, usually this is going to take a year to get or whatever. But we have ranks, okay? Now, uh, I wish I drew, like, a diagram. But, okay, God is here, right? The angels are here. We're under the angels, and then here's the animals. So that's why we have dominion over the animals because they're under our rank, okay? We have dominion over them. And sometimes we act like we're the lowest rank. We're just, we're just nothing. Like, no, I'm going to have to work really hard for that. I'm going to slave for that or I can never have this, so I'm gonna take this opportunity to buy all this stuff right now because I don't think I'm gonna be able to um, do that in the future. Like we, we really think for the right now and you ha it's so important while you grow with the Lord to really not shut down what he's telling you. It's so important. Um, like, it's so important, okay? Stop making excuses. Stop saying, oh, I can't do this. I don't, I don't have a degree for it. Bump that degree, okay? Because it doesn't matter. God qualifies you. So if you want to beat 
in the avenue of the Lord that created that specifically for you, you have to stop making that excuses. Stop making excuses because that's how you delay yourself. Okay, I delayed myself and it made me greedy. I was like, no, you're too slow for me. You're too slow for me. I, I'm making good money now. I thought I was making good money. <laughs> but the numbers God is telling me, I'm like, what? That doesn't even seem real. But we cannot reason with the Lord. We cannot be like, okay, um, only, only do this for me or whatever. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. If you want to see a change in your life, you must take that first step. For everyone knows the saying, the first step is the hardest. But it's worth it. Okay? And the enemy will try to dangle things in front of your face. Temporary things. Okay? So you can have that seed of greed plant into your heart. So you can be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the Lord's road and I'm just, I'm going to find a shortcut to get there. And you won't. You won't be able to find it. There's no shortcut. There's only one way that you're going to be able to get to where the Lord wants you to be. Jesus didn't understand that Jesus was more expensive. <laughs> the price that he was going to pay was way more expensive than that little perfume. And we get so focused on what people have or the name brand, when in reality, okay, the name brand, they're all made by the same materials. You're, you're literally just paying for the name. Okay, but we're so worked up, like, okay, I need to, I need to get this. And it's like, mm, you can't, you can't um, ship it off with you to heaven. So, and that's why God always says in the Bible, it's constantly reworded in the Bible about um, not being able to take those things and actually having all this wealth that doesn't go with you. It's just, it's just there. And the, and the people that didn't work for it, they get it, right? But for the wicked, it completely turns over to us. That's why, okay, we're in this hour where, man, God is moving in so many ways. If you want to be a part of that, you have to say yes. It's hard, okay? I'm not in an easy spot right now. I'm literally in the middle of transition. I'm like, I have one leg out the door and the other one in there because I'm, I'm almost there, right? But the devil's like, mm. okay, I can't even. Like pull it on your leg. Like, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Huh? It's annoying. It's annoying because I'm like, Lord, oh, you're torturing me with these numbers here. You're torturing me with these numbers here. When I can't, I can't even pay my phone bill tomorrow. I'm like, Lord, 
you said to tithe, so that's what I'm doing. But now I'm short. So Lord, how are you gonna do it for me, right? And it's hard, it's not going to be easy at first, okay? I mean, it's easier now for me, but it's still that surrendering. It's still that waiting, you know? I always tell God, like, God, there's literally nothing I can do because I wouldn't dare, I wouldn't dare disobey you and go back to a crusty, musty job. And <laughs> I just have to wait. Like, I have no choice but to wait. Did Tamia get kicked out? No. Do no. Was Stephanie in here? Yeah, I think she transferred it to her iPhone. I'm not sure. Okay. No, I'm I don't sure. see her on here anymore. She's not on here. But remember, she had that meeting for work. Mm. Yeah, because, I don't know, this person iPhone keeps trying to come in, and I, I don't know. I'm going to admit it one more time, one more time. I have a question, though. Um, yeah. When we're done with the lesson, I know we pray, but uh, is it okay if I leave? Because I really don't need to take a shower. And I'm very tired. Um, so you can, like, put it on speaker, okay? Because we're not making excuses here. Girl! Okay. Right, you can put it on speaker. As long as I get to get take a shower, shower, I'm fine. Yeah, you can take a shower, put it on speaker, whatever you want to do, okay? Um, but this lesson is very important because greed, it creates something much more than what you think, okay? It opens doors, it takes away your anointing, and it brings great, great delay. And I'm speaking from experience, okay? I'm not talking out of my butt here, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, if we are hesitant to give back, when the Lord asks us to, we're going to be like Judas, okay? Now, what I mean by that is we're just like, mm, we're really like, mm, you want me to give that to, I don't know. Like, this is my last $10. Are you sure you want me? Did I hear you right? I don't think I did. So I think I'm just going to make my own choice and say no to that. That's being disobedient. Okay, it's, it's causing all these kind of, all these setbacks for you. Okay. And it just makes you close-minded and not seeing the full, not seeing the full picture. Because Judas didn't see the full picture. He didn't see. Okay. And that's what got him, you know, immediately he got that spirit of suicide and killed himself. Okay, so obedience is a key in the spirit and it multiplies keys. Okay. That's what the Lord told me. Okay, so obedience. Is a key that multiplies keys so that multiple doors can open at once. Okay, so when you see someone that um, it's just, it's, it's like a flood, like there's so many doors open at once. And that's why, that's why um, when we're waiting, it, it's because it's going to be so big. It's not going to just be one thing like, oh, here's a little trinket. 
and you're like, what am I going to do with that? Okay, because the Lord doesn't play with that, okay? He knows what you want. He knows what you need. And so obedient, that's why obedience is the frequency because it gets you multiple things at once, okay? Everything that you need, everything um, that you have desired, but that's after you have that foundation with the Lord where you are not going to make it an idol. So I really encourage you guys to, I mean, if you, even if you don't understand it, ask the Lord, like, Lord, give me an example, you know, cause he gave me an example. He showed me a person and I was like, oh, okay. He's like, see, it's tangible. It's attainable. And I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. Um, no, I'm just going to read my notes for a second here because God had me write a lot of stuff. So uh, we are putting our feelings into what we are feeling for to attempt to fulfill us. The other issue is not appreciating the door God opened. We look at someone else's door and say, Lord, why isn't that happening for me? If you've asked that question, it's obvious you weren't ready for that kind of blessing. We need to learn how to be good stewards first. Once Judas sees that the money was not as satisfying as he thought it would be, he returns the money and hangs himself. The devil will dress something up for you to make it seem it's worth it. We are worried about temporary satisfactions. God gave us dominion over what is in the earth and we let it control us. It's not what, it's not meant to control us. That's why things fall down for us, around us. And that's why we end up having all these demons that we're not supposed to have, right? Because we're trying to do it in our own power. And those demons know that we're not supposed to be doing this. So they're just laughing and really mocking us, trying to open more doors of evil, okay? Um. So like I said, we speak to it and it must obey. Okay, we use it as a tool not to fill a space that is empty in our hearts. Okay, so I want you guys to, you know, if you're feeling that way, just ask yourself like, okay, why do I feel empty? Ask the Lord, why do I feel empty? You know, when did this emptiness start? When did this greediness start, you know? Because that's that's what it is. It's emptiness because you're trying to you're trying to fill your house with stuff, okay? Because that's that's been a lot in my family, but they just like to fill their houses up with a bunch of stuff, and and we try to deal with the outer instead of the inner, okay? I have a funny story about um, ob obedience. So just last night, my sister told me in the kitchen that she had a headache. And then like a few sentences later, she was like, man, my neck is so tight. Blah, blah. And I asked her, I was like, you know, like, when did it start? And she was like, all day. And I was like, oh, well, you know, are you on your period or whatever? I was like, because I know sometimes you can get headaches. And she was like, no, I'm off my period. And I was like, 
He's like, and I had caffeine and I had food and all this other stuff and it's still not going away. I've drank plenty of water. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking like spiritual attack, but I didn't say anything. And then so like, we go back into her room and I'm like hanging out and the Lord's telling me like, pray for her, like put your hands on her head and pray for her. And I did not want to do it. I did not want to do it for some reason. It was the devil, but I did not want to do it. I was scrolling on TikTok and like Megan and I just kept talking and she mentioned it one more time and I was just like and then the next TikTok I scrolled to was like the Bible teacher or something like that his name is Jonah and he was talking about he was like it was some like how he was in sixth grade and he prayed for somebody's knee and it felt better and like that was a TikTok and I was like okay that was the final straw for me I was like I know that if I don't listen like there will be consequences <laughs> and like also the Lord like put the thought in my head like if you can't even pray for your own sister how are you going to pray and heal other people and so I was like you're right you're right you're right I need to be obedient like this is just like the devil so anyways I was like you want me to pray for your head and she was like yes like immediately like so thankful that I even brought up the idea like she was didn't want to ask me or didn't think of it or something like that and I was like okay and I felt like such a relief afterwards but like it felt like building anxiety like I know I need to pray I know I need to pray I know I need to pray and it just like kept getting higher it was like so weird last night Yeah, obedience is very important because I, I know, I know the other day I apologized to my aunt because I was kind of, I was stressed, okay, I was like, God, like, you're really teasing me with all these confirmations and stuff, but like, can you just hold off right now? I don't really, because I'm not seeing it, so I don't really want to feel it right now, I don't really want to think about it, it's too much in my mind, I don't want to think about it, Um, and it just kept building up because I'm like, why do I need to apologize, you know, and God's like, you're gonna go apologize, because how you gonna apologize, and that's gonna make you a hypocrite, and you don't want to be a hypocrite, right, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, <laughs> so <laughs> I apologize, and you know, the Holy Spirit gives you what you need, okay, so he gave me that courage, and not to be embarrassed to apologize, or whatever, gave me that courage to do that, so um, in 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Matthew, wait, I'll ask you, Hebrews 13.5, keep your life free from the love of money. And be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What verse was that? That's Hebrews 13.5. So I really want you guys to think about this. Because we're definitely going to be praying about it. We're definitely going to have greed go away. Okay, we're going to say no to that. And cast that thing out. Um, Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, 
or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Okay. Food can also be greed. It can be caused through a season of lack in your life and you never want to starve again. So it becomes to soothe you. That is fear and trauma. Okay. Uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And that self-control helps us just be like, okay, I'm not in love with this money. I'm in love with God. And this is just a tool taking me to where the Lord has promised me. 1 Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power, okay? So we are a part of the kingdom of God. So we have that power, okay? We have that dominion over these things. And you have to ask why, why am I allowing this to have power over me? Why am I in love with it? Why can't I live without it? Isaiah 40, 29 to 31, he gives power to the faint mm -hmm. and to him who has no might, he increases mm -hmm. strength. Mm -hmm. Even youth shall faint and be weary. And young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay, so let me pause there. Okay. We fall exhausted when we don't go to the Lord. And that's why we always say, like, oh, why was I born? Like, this is all we're meant to do is just make money and pay bills. Okay, God does not want us to live that way. That's not how it's supposed to be. And in my journey of this ministry, because it's only been, I, I, I barely said yes, like, what was it, like, February or March, okay? I barely said yes and then, because I was just really trying to push it, work at Taco Bell. <sighs> so... You grow exhausted. But when you put your faith in the Lord and you let him renew your strength, that's when things move. And although I'm not seeing what, I want to see there has been growth, okay? Like there's been a lot of growth, but I'm like, Lord, what about my bank account? Like he was trying to make jokes like, stop checking your bank account because it's going to be a surprise. And I'm like, Lord, please. You can surprise me another time. But can you just, <laughs> like, Lord, can you just spot me $30? <laughs> can you just spot me $30, Lord? Like, can you yeah, just, just wait back down. Like, please. I'm like, Lord. I remember when, when I was, I was writing my journal like two days ago. And I was just like writing down like random stuff and one text God and he interrupted me while I was writing. And I was like, okay, I won't even write it. 
but it was I thought it was so funny I was like fine I won't write it because you already told me the answer <laughs> yeah I mean because like mm. even yesterday okay I went to the corner store with my sisters and one of my sisters was like I'll buy it for you because I mm. I was like gonna spend the money and God's like you know you shouldn't be spending that money like you barely got money and I'm like <laughs> I'm like, oh, ouch. Like, obviously, I know that. She put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, and my sister, she just, like, I was about ready to pay. And then she's like, yep, I'm paying for it. And I was like, what? And God was like, don't, don't reject the blessings, okay? So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that was good. That was, <sighs> I was like, okay, Lord, like, I don't want to go backwards. I have to listen. You know, it's not, you know, because then that becomes pride. Like, oh, I don't want you to pay for me or whatever. I'm like, really, my little sister paying for me. <laughs> but I was, I was thankful. I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. Um, now, in Colossians 1.1, it says, may you be strengthened with mm-hmm. all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Um, this greed that we're talking about, it takes away that patience and that's why it cannot coexist. Okay, you're not patient when you have greed. When you have greed, you're like, okay, I need that money now. Wait, I'm checking my bank account. Okay, okay, I'm gonna work three extra hours on Monday so I can bump it up. I'll have some overtime there and I'll, I'll get time and a half. All right, great. Now I'm gonna do this. And then I see a homeless person. Oh no, you don't, you don't deserve my money because I worked hard for it. You don't deserve it. You go work, you lazy bum, right? That's, that's what a greedy bird, that's what greed, okay? Because that's what I used to think. I never said that out loud, but that's what I used to think. I'm like, come on. Like, like I don't understand. You know, like, I would not understand. And I just think that's hilarious because my heart is for the homeless, okay? So the devil worked in my life that way where I would hate them, okay? I would be disgusted by them. But now... God revealed to me, like, he's literally revealing that to me right now. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, if I would ever to be homeless, I would want someone to be, you know, free with me and just be like, okay, here you go. And, you know, be kind to me and all that stuff because there's still people. Um, oh, that's just crazy. Crazy revelation. Um. Luke 24, 49 says, and behold, I'm sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So this scripture means like the Lord tells us to yield, but we are so quick to try to do ourselves. And then we end up somewhere we don't want to be. And then we have the audacity to complain and then blame him like, Lord, like, what's up with this? <laughs> but it's like, I didn't tell you to do that. That's not on me. I didn't tell you to do that. I'm not telling you to do that. 
Um, and you can also be greedy over people as well. Okay, so you can want your children or your husband all to yourself and not want to share them. And that does a disservice to those who can be blessed by them. Okay. I used to be greedy over my sister Gabby because she was my first sister. And I was like, nope, like, I'm like, oh, you like her? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you like her? Like, she's mine, right? Because um, quick story, I would, I never, like, had true friends, okay? So I literally told my mom, I was like, mom, I want a sister. And it's so funny because God always brings it up, like, like, you wanted a companion, so I gave you that companion. And I was like, that's just crazy. But, um so you know we were best friends all that stuff because like my mom literally made a best friend for me but um <laughs> um, um yeah so I would just be greedy like like no you can't take her away from me you know um because there'd be days where because we have like we have like a little bit like she's 16 I'm 23 so we have a little age gap there. And so when I was going to school, sometimes she was able to go to Dallas or wherever. And I wasn't able to go because obviously I was in school and I would be so mad, so sad. Like, why are you taking my sister? Like, I just want her to stay here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just did not want to share her. I don't know, that's crazy. Um, you can, yeah, that's what I said. So the assignment for this week is to write down what you cannot live without and write the reason for each one and then ask the Lord when it started and you have to break those chains from the root, okay? That's why it's important to figure out, okay, where did this start? Assignment, can you say that again? So write down what you cannot live without and write the reason for each one and then ask the Lord when it started and break those chains from the root. And I'll actually put like a, a breaking chains prayer in the chat. Um, yeah, I'll do that for you guys. I really like the prayers you'd be sending. Like today, like, Lord, thanks for giving me another chance. Like, I haven't said those words in so long. Like, that was just nice to say. You know, because I yeah. feel like sometimes I take that for granted. The Lord was like, I don't know, like, but I just kind of feel like sometimes I take his grace like I take advantage of it because I'm like oh well it's God he won't forsake me because like I'm his child but like that's wrong girl like <laughs> he could totally forsake me like any second you know yeah but by his grace and his love is where he's not going to so it's just good to like say that and to like keep humbling yourself
Let me make the prayer right now so I don't forget. So Thursday is my sister's 21st birthday. And I'm pretty excited because um, I like don't plan on drinking. <laughs> like that's such a huge like thing for me. Cause like normally it would be like a huge temptation, but I really don't foresee myself like like I don't even have the desire to drink. Like, and that's such a big change. Like, cause even when I was a new mom, like I couldn't wait to go to the Mexican restaurant and get a tequila or to get like a margarita because I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't had tequila in nine months. Blah, 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 blah. Like, that's so dumb. And I had like two margaritas and I'm like, and I would feel like absolute crap afterwards. And I'm like, bro, I would be so tired. I didn't have no energy for Raylan. Like. I was like, this is really dumb. I'm not drinking again. And then another time I would just get one margarita. And I was like, okay. But I still feel like crap the next time. And I'm like, okay, like seriously, I'm done with this. I was like, this is dumb. There's no point in it. It's like $15 for a margarita. Like this is dumb. Like I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> like, like these expensive drinks, like I'd rather get sweet tea to be honest. So rather stay hydrated to be honest so like I'm really excited like I know my sister might have like a few drinks but I'm just very thankful that it's not like that big of a temptation and we're surprising her with a pontoon boat ride for her birthday so um yeah we're I'm so excited and so it's going to be like in the afternoon and it's going to be like hot July summer heat and I am not drinking in that because if I feel like crap after one margarita in air conditioning I can only imagine how bad I would feel after drinking in the hot sun so it's no for me yeah that sounds fun but yeah I mean I'm telling you Okay, God is building us up, making sure that we're strong warriors. So, but like I say, you know, you can always call me or whatever um, when you feel tempted or whatever. I was um, going to say, I need, are we going to pray? Are yeah, we're we? going to pray. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if Timmy is taking a shower right now. Okay. Are we gonna wait for Tamia to get back? I'm listening. I'm just using the bathroom, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get in the shower. But I still have my AirPod in. I'm listening. I swear, I heard about the lesson and everything. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna pray right now. So just get ready, position. You know, hold your hands up to receive, and you know, just renounce greed if that's what you're feeling. That's in your heart. And um, we get to prayer. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you. Just thank you for giving us another chance, Lord. Thank you for being so, um, so loving towards us, Lord, and just being a great teacher. Thank you for giving us 
us this great revelation, teach us how to um, think about the things that we're taking greed in, in a different way, the way that you wanted us to look at it, Lord. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, that every spirit of greed that it leaves right now in Jesus' name, that has no place with you, it cannot dwell in the same place. Greed must go right now. Every generational curse of greed must break right now. I break the mantle of greed right now in Jesus' name. I clear it out right now. In Jesus' name, it must leave right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, it must leave. It must break. Lord, I just ask you right now, Lord, to teach us about the, the frequency of obedience. Yes, Lord. Cleanse our hearts, Lord. Let us have good intentions. Let us not just do it just for the results, but for your love, Lord. Because your love is more than any frequency, Lord. So we just ask you right now that you just help us keep a pure heart, that our hearts are positioned in the right place, Lord. Okay, so just, just cleanse every part of their hearts right now, Jesus, as they're in position to receive from you, to grow with you, Lord. Show them where they need to go. Show them what they need to change. Every chain must break right now. So I break every chain. Every chain of greediness. Every chain of trauma. I break it off right now in Jesus' name. Trauma of not having money, trauma of not having food, trauma of just, just of lack, seasons of lack. I break it right now. I break the generational curse of trauma and greed right now, Jesus. I break I break the spirits back of fear right now in Jesus' name. Fear of not having enough. I break it off right now in Jesus' name. Fear, I'm speaking to you right now. You must go right now in Jesus' name. I shatter your back right now. You must go back to the abyss. Every spirit that is trying to um, cause them to make excuses, you must go right now in Jesus' name. Excuses, they must leave right now. You cannot coincide with, with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the helper for us to grow. So we must go right now in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I just ask you, Lord, that you move in their life like no other, Lord. Show them to speak. Speak to them to speak about what they need to do in their lives. 
to be um, on the path that you created for them. Heavenly Father, I just pray right now. You activate in our heart of those dreams that have been tucked away for so long. That you just activate it from Lord. Give them that hunger that they need to be on the right path and to not rely on their own understanding. That spirit of laziness and excuses, you must go. You must go right now in Jesus' name. You cannot hold back the Lord's people. You must go right now. You must go right now in Jesus' name. Every demon must fall. Every demon must fall right now in Jesus' name. Lord, reveal to them what needs to be revealed. Show them what needs to be changed, Lord. Just work on them right now. When spirit hit them right now, give them a vision of where they need to be, of where you see their lives going, Lord. Give them that hope that they need. Remind them, let them know what they are capable of. Take them out of this worldly mindset and show them exactly what you have planned out for them. Just rain on them, Lord. Rain on them right now, Lord.
Money, you are no longer our slaves. We are not your slaves anymore. Now you are our tool. We take dominion over you right now in Jesus' name. I command billions to come forth. In Jesus' name, food, we do not answer to you anymore. So we break those chains right now in Jesus' name. You are not made to fulfill us, but to hold us over. So take your place under us right now in Jesus' name. Lord, give them the tools they need to do what you have asked of them. Give them the tools they need for their goals and direct them. Puncture their hearts until they answer you. In Jesus' name. of stubbornness you must go right now you must go right now in jesus name you must leave right now in jesus name the lord has called you out and you must go right now in jesus name you must flee you must go back to the abyss right now in jesus name I strip you naked of all your power. And you go back to the abyss. Bare and weak. Let's go. The Lord is going to make a huge change.
But he's really stressing. He's really stressing obedience right now. He knows that he that you want it, but there's still resistance. But what? He knows you want it, but what? There's still resistance. You know, we're so used to taking the reins and, you know, and even just being a woman, being used to carrying things that we're not meant to carry. And we take it on as strength, but the Lord did not create us to do that. And that's why when you're pregnant, you know, they say, don't carry anything heavy. And the Lord is saying, like, I'm, I'm trying to birth you right now. And you're trying to carry all these things. I didn't. And you wonder why you're stressed, but that's not from me. Those are the burdens that you chose to carry on so you can feel important. Hmm. Lord, you're always dropping some bars. Okay. <laughs> okay, Lord. Wow. And that's for myself too, you know. I'm in that birthing season and I'm trying to like keep myself busy so I can feel like I'm doing something. And God is like, no, you need to stay out of that time. Time doesn't equal importance. There's so many people that spend all their time into something that means absolutely nothing. Wow. Lord, thank you for that revelation. See, I need to work on that myself because we often, we just, we think like, oh, well, this person, I should be doing as much as them because, I mean, obviously they're important because they're doing all these things. And it's like, no. God's like, relax, enjoy this time that you have because once it does get busy, you're gonna you could be looking for time off. You're gonna be looking to, you know, take a vacation. You're gonna be excited for a vacation. But right now you're trying to, you know, make things appear. But it's like, no, it's it's up to me. I know the perfect time. That is why I'm in charge. I did not give you the baton to just do whatever you want. I did not do that. I'm in charge because I know the time I can see when it's clear to go. And it's not clear yet. Oh, Lord, I hear you. I I hear you. And... We need to not let things that we can't control weigh heavy on our minds. And even the future, we cannot let it weigh heavy in our minds because then we end up being anxious about it. Like, oh, is this really going to happen, Lord? Like, you keep saying, because this has been happening all week, this week, it's all last week. It was just annoying. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about it. 
like why do I keep thinking about it and he's like well you're making assignments for yourself to keep yourself busy but I'm like I haven't given you an assignment you just meant to just to chill you know do your little lesson lesson plans and that's it for now I'm so used to for the last few months getting assignments from the Lord okay and then doing it he hasn't given me assignments so I'm looking I'm, I'm looking for something to do I'm like mm, okay let me do this and the Lord's like really and we really have to seek the Lord we cannot escape it we cannot just um pray to him ask him for stuff and then keep it moving we have to make that time we cannot escape it we cannot we cannot escape it it is very important um the lord will show us things when we are eager to learn Okay, we cannot make excuses and be like, well, I don't have time. Well, you make the time to eat. You make the time to take a shower. You make a time to watch TV before you go to bed. You make those time. You make that time so you can make time for the Lord. And in that secret place, the Lord shares his secrets with you. And these secrets are keys of what you're going to do. Pieces of what you're going to do if you choose to follow him. And he'll show you. I was like, even last night, because I was like, Lord, show me something I've never seen before. And I, I saw this in the spirit. It was just, it was just zooming. Like the spirit was so fast. And it was kind of dark, but there's like a little bit of light. And this money was just tumbling. It was like, it was just tumbling. It was going like this. It was just like turning and then just going straight forward. Like it knew where it needed to go because the Lord told it where to go. Okay. And it was my new place. It came out of the spirit and then it just went, it just went to this new place. I opened the door and it just it just flew in and just came in. Cause it's like, okay, the Lord, you know, because we've all seen those magic movies or whatever. It just you put a spell on it or whatever, and it'll just go, okay, because the devil mimics, okay? Nothing original. Nothing original. <laughs> but and then it just goes there because the Lord just said, okay, go to Jubilee, go there. Okay, so the Lord was showing me how fast it happens in the spirit, right when the Lord says it. He's like, look, I'm not I'm not in the warehouse doing all this work just to get what you need. 
Okay, I already got it. I just have to say go. Mm-mm. But it's not the time right now. It's not clear. The road is not clear. So I'm going to wait for it to be clear once it is. Okay. Then I'll say go. And then boom, it's going to happen so fast. Everything will be restored and you'll have more than what you asked for. But you have to be obedient and patient. Um, something weird I just remembered, but when I was in New Orleans over the weekend, I drove by this um this grocery store and it was called Jubilee. <laughs> it's a grocery store called Jubilee. But it was like one of those like healthy ones. Like they had like a bakery and like a deli and like exotic stuff, you know, like cheeses and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of celebrations over there. So I'm not surprised by that. But it's very important to make sure you give this assignment. And you know, I will be checking in. Usually I don't check in about the assignments because it's like, I'm just trying to get out this word, you know. But the Lord wants me to make sure that you guys are actually doing this. Um, but be diligent. If you want change and you complain about it, but you don't do anything about it, I mean, you're going to stay stagnant. There's not going to be anything. There's no, There's not going to be anything produced for you because we're stuck in that self-pity. And, you know, the boys try to dust us off and build us up in the spirit so we could be strong and not have that excuse and we just do it. We just do it when the Lord says. You know, we have to get over the fact of like, well, it's going to be different. I'm not familiar with it. Well, do you want your life to change or not? You know, we have to make that decision. The Lord promotes change. And if we're not changing, then what are we doing? I really wanted to stress that with you guys because um, greed can be just a huge thing that will lead you into something that you were not called for. There's a lot of people, a lot of pastors that it's not their call to be a pastor, but they're a pastor because of their ego, of their pride, and of what they what they want to do and it's because of that greed okay there's people that are straight doing kundalini spirits and all that stuff but they don't care they're like hey i got what i want who cares right and so that's why the lord wanted me to talk about this so you can be careful and really examine your heart you know it's very important you always have to examine your heart ask the lord 
Lord, examine my heart. What's in my heart? Show it to you. What do I need to change? Help me be honest with myself. Help me not be in denial of what I'm doing. I had to be real with myself. Like, okay, I was kind of rude the other day. Like, okay, I was kind of rude. So let me apologize because I'm not trying to be, you know, like how can I be teaching other people and can't make a simple apology. So I apologized and that was it. And so we have to be honest because even if we lied to ourselves, like, we cannot, we're not fooling God. You know, God's like waiting for us to, to be honest. We have to seek help. We have to ask the Lord for help. Okay, I don't care how sick you, you're feeling. You, you call on the Lord, okay? The other night I was going through some spiritual warfare and I was coughing so hard so I couldn't really say anything. So I, I was thinking of, like, I had an image in my head of the person that was writing down in the book of life, like, like not the book of life, but the book of, oh, Lord, I forgot what the name is, but I was just recording everything that I was thinking, you know, there's a book for that, um, how to look at that scripture, but um, of what you're thinking, what you're saying, all that stuff. And so I was so I was thinking it. I was like, the person that is recording this, I literally said it in my mind. <laughs> the person that is recording this. Call the angels. Get 20,000 of them. I said, I said, get 20,000 of them to fight on my behalf. And I had a vision of, I had a vision of her. It was crazy. I had a vision of her. Like she, she dropped the pen. Okay. It was like one of those old fashioned pens. Like you have to dip it in, in the ink or whatever. And she's like, right. And there's this other person that was standing there. And that person took her place right when she ran off and he was starting to write. And she went, she ran out of the room to go <laughs> say something and I was like oh my gosh that is crazy and then I started to feel a little bit better and I was like I was like thanks girl I don't know your name but thanks <laughs> uh, it was just crazy because God gave me the idea because I was just coughing so hard I couldn't pray in tongues or anything and see like God is God is so he has everything prepared so it wasn't like she couldn't leave her seat because there was someone else right there just in case that would ever happen. That person swooped in. Okay, now he started writing all the stuff down. And she That's ran off. So She's like, she was probably like, oh my gosh, someone acknowledged me. <laughs> I was like, girl, like, go, That's go so get the angels. Sweet. That's so sweet because... When, when I, like, have sweet moments with my daughter, like, I'm like, Lord, like, when is time to review my life? I was like, please just go slow-mo. 
right through here. I was like, I want to feel this again. I was like, because I know that, you know, she's not going to always want to cuddle with me. And I just like wanted to remember like the tickleness of like her like curly hair, like on my cheek when she has her head like on my shoulder and like the feeling of her like little toes, like digging into like my thigh like by my knee and like her just like pressing on my leg and like just her like holding my arm or something like that like I was like lord and I was like literally saying all these things I was experiencing I was saying them I was like lord let me feel this again so like that's so comforting to know that somebody wrote that down (laughs) you know I didn't think of it like that at that second but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's why I'm so like my sister. My sisters think that I'm like a little strict sometimes, but so I'm like everything that you're saying is being recorded, and you're saying these because they like to say these nasty things like caca and all that stuff. I'm like that's not of God like why are you just gonna say these meaningless things um but um that was just like a moment a reminder a reminder of like how real this is okay like God was still helping me in that moment like okay this girl she can she can go get the angels for you because you can't talk you can't talk so you just go and because like the Lord was t- like telling me like it, the words are powerful and more powerful when they come out of your mouth because because demons they can't read your mind so they're not being submissive to that so you have to say out loud and so that's what led me to tell that girl like like go get the angels like it's a serious battle so (laughs) go do that for me please um so that's just an example always call out to the lord there's no excuse of like oh i I felt so tired you need to push through you need to get out of that the devil will put this unnatural um tiredness on you to try to slow you down and try to shut you up Okay, because this has happened to me before, having unnatural sleepiness where I felt like I was drugged. Okay, but that is not of the Lord. You have to push through it. Okay, because the the devil, he will try to make it so complex in your mind of just saying a few words, help me, Jesus. You know, it's so important. Okay, you can always call me when you're having these ungodly thoughts or you're feeling defeated, you can always call me. There is no excuse. You must go to the Lord because the Lord is the one who can save you. He is the one that can sustain you. He can replenish you. He can build you back up. It doesn't matter how many people have teared you down. He can build you back up. But you have to be willing to let him drive. You have to get rid of that control. Control is not safety. It's not because 
We're more in control of things. Nothing goes well for us because we don't know what we're doing. We think that we are doing our best, but the Lord can do much better for us. Okay? I say this many times. I would never, if I was in my own thing, okay, I would never be doing these classes. I, I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't even think, I wouldn't even thought of it. So we really need to put those excuses aside. Every, every time you have an excuse, say, Lord, I don't want these excuses. Here's, here's my excuses. I, I don't want them. Give me reasons of why I should still be on this. Remind me. Remind me of why I have came back to you. Remind me why I need you. Because sometimes we need that reminder. Sometimes we forget. But that's all I have for tonight. I just make sure you do that assignment. I posted it on the chat. Okay. Make sure you do that assignment for this week and break those chains. I did the breaking chain, um, breaking chains prayer right there. Um, if you ever need me, okay. Make sure you call. Make sure you text be open the devil will try to have you quiet okay can i tell you about um, this last night it was it may yeah. not be like anything serious but it was very weird so in a dream i'm getting married right mm-hmm. but i'm getting married to this woman and i don't know who she is never seen her before and we're getting married in a walmart and it's like $850 to get married in the Walmart. And then we're getting the the date and everything is like next year in July. And I'm like, this woman is like so set on getting married to me, but I don't know who she is at all. Okay. And I just thought it was so weird when I woke up. Um, have you done tarot cards? Tarot cards? Yeah. Once, but I wasn't I wasn't uh, reading it. Somebody read it for me. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you are the recipient or the one that is doing it. Um, and it only takes one time, okay? Just like losing your virginity only takes one time, okay? You don't have to do it a bunch of times in order for something to change. Um, so that can definitely be it. Um, have you had issues with sexuality? Yes. Okay, so things like that, um, that's why you'll have dreams like that. You know, especially if you had trauma with it as well. Um, for example, say, you know, girls forced themselves on you or kissed you, whatever, and then you end up thinking like, oh, maybe that's something I would like because you didn't want to feel like a victim or whatever. Um, things of that can happen too. But when those dreams come up, that means there's something still there, okay? And so that's why I urge you to, Mia, okay? Um, we need to make a date of deliverance. Um, so choose the date, okay? I'll do, I'll do the renouncing with you um, if you still haven't done that. Um, yeah, because we need to do that um, ASAP so we can get the ball rolling. But just renounce that dream. 
Are you busy between like 12 and 1? On what days? Uh, like during the week. Because we could set up that meeting on a Monday, either between 12 and 1 or when I get off. Sometimes I get off at 4, sometimes I get off at 6. Um, we can get on by like 4 to 6 tomorrow. Um, yeah, I have time tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow night. Could we get on at 7 tomorrow? Yeah, we can get on. Um, yeah, I'll put that on the calendar. You'll get a confirmation. And yeah, we'll do that. We need to get that out of the way. Because um, yeah, I mean, obviously the devil's very threatened and stuff. And we need to just let go of that delay and just get it done with. Um, yeah, so just be rested, you know. Um, and we'll just get it done. Just be fully open, you know. Um, I have a prayer request. I don't know why I didn't like say this um, earlier. But my grandma, she went back to the hospital. Um, they called an ambulance. My grandpa called an ambulance because she couldn't get out of bed. They took her to the hospital, finally got some answers there, and they said that they over-medicated her. So, like, her new doctor that she got after she moved down here prescribed her five different blood pressure medications. So, it was over-medicating her and like but then also my grandma wasn't like reading the instructions for the medicine as well so she had to you know you have to like take your blood pressure before you take your blood pressure medication I guess I didn't know that either so anyways she was just taking all five blood pressure medications to lower her blood pressure when it was just normal so, like, she was, like, literally having terrible highs and lows. Like, I'm talking, like, if it was 10, like, things, 10 points lower, whatever you want to call it, she would have died. And, like, I was sitting there getting my grandma to, like, push away water bottles, to bicep curl water bottles, to, like, lift her feet up and, like, kick my hands, like, anything to get this woman's, like, blood pressure up, like... It was crazy how was having her eating salt and drinking Gatorade and like pretzels, like anything salty to bring up her blood pressure. So, um, and then I prayed really heavily over my grandma and like she confessed to me that she just wants to die and she's tired of dealing with these problems and this is not how she thought it would go. And, um, and everything else and it was really sad to hear my grandma say those words but you know I prayed really heavily over her that day and she 
after my prayer, she told me that she would fight for her life because of me and that prayer. So I was very, very, very thankful that the Lord like moved in her heart during that prayer. And, um, but yeah, and then she ended up going to the hospital because she bottomed out again and she couldn't get out of bed. And then that's when they discovered that she's been over-medicated. So I went over there at 7, like 45 a.m. this morning, made sure she was up, got her blood pressure taken, gave her the correct pills, made her breakfast, and then I went home. And then my dad came home from work and he went by there and made sure she took her afternoon pills. And then, you know, I made sure she ate something. And then, you know, her nighttime pills, we didn't go back to her house, but I'm going to go again in the morning to make sure that things are going well. So yeah, y'all just pray for me because it's a lot. Yeah, I'll definitely pray. Um, I do think that, well, obviously she needs deliverance and stuff. If she's open to that, um, I do urge you to encourage you to um to pray over her and whatever comes up to cast it out. You know, because that is a demonic attack of her to going to the hospital. I kept feeling infirmity. That's what I yeah. kept. And I don't even really know what that means. But that's the word that like came to my mind. Yeah. So infirmity is sickness. So the demon that well. puts on sickness. Because <sighs> um, the goal is just to have you die quickly. You know, that's what that assignment is. The spirit of, of infirmity. Um, so yeah, I think you should definitely, I'll be praying, um, for favor and all that. Because like Jubilee, she has gone down, like, it it seems like she fell down a flight of steps. Like that's how fast she has gone downhill. Like, and if that's what infirmity like aims to do, because that's crazy, because I'm gonna come against it tonight. Yeah, and um, I'll send you something. Um, like on everything of infirmity, because there's a lot of symptoms of the spirit of infirmity. I'll send it to you. Um. But yeah, I'll definitely send that to you so you can see and pray over her or whatever you plan to do. Mm. Definitely like the spirit of confusion and everything else. That's crazy. Because mm. I'm telling you, if you over her and all that stuff like she'll be able to go home and stay home and not have these issues yeah you know I was kind of discouraged because 
you know, like I did pray for her. Like I prayed over her, like really, like, I don't know. I, I just prayed like really long and like really was careful about like what I said and like was really just trying to like feel the spirit. And, and then like the next day, like they had to call 911 like and you know have the ambulance come and she went to the hospital and stuff like that but I know that has nothing to do with like me or my prayer but honestly that was a prayer answered because that's when they found out she was being over medicated and was never given the proper um directions yeah for her medication well, prayer activates that that readiness in the heart, you know. So the Lord, when you pray, then the Lord will prepare her heart. So before you deliver, then you know, because there's an order of God, and so He wants to not have you know any doubts about it. Like that, she'll just be ready, just like how your sister was ready. Like, oh yes, pray over me, you know. Yeah. Um, just that natural readiness. So don't be discouraged, you know. I mean, I prayed over my nana. She's not, you know, she's not perfect overnight. You know, she got a lot of work. I mean, is that true? Like when they say that the longer that um, a spirit's been attached to a person that it's like the harder it is for them to get rid of it. Yeah. Cause it's stubborn. So it's, it's a very intense demon because they can take a lot since they've been there for so many years. Um, for example, like there can be um, a spirit of Jezebel or it doesn't even have to be a big one like that, but, and they go to church every day and all that stuff, like they can just consume all that and not be bothered. They're just, they don't even care. They're like, man, I've been here for 30 years. Like I'm sitting here for another 30 years, you know? Mm -hmm. And and older people, they're just, they get stubborn because they're used to being in this way. And they're just like, well, that's just who I am. Like, that's just how it is. And they don't automatically think like, of what they're supposed to, um, like they think they know it all, you know? Because they're like, well, I've been on this earth for so long. Like, I don't need to learn anymore. Like my learning days are over. That's how they think of it. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's why it's so hard to let those demons because- I think um, that's what I- Pass a certain age, you know? I think that's what I was feeling when I was praying with Miss Chris. Remember I was telling you that when I was praying and I was, I was coming against like big things. I was coming against depression, anxiety. I was coming against chronic pain. When I was holding her hands, like in my prayer, I was shaking like this, like just, I wasn't like scared or afraid or anything, but my body just felt, I just felt so much resistance or I don't know what I was feeling, but I just felt so heavy and I just felt like so like just like a firewall or something like you know like I don't know how to um 
describe that but yeah but I feel like that's what I was coming against because Miss Chris is like she is like older she's some she's 60 something but oh man that's crazy yeah so hmm. I'll be praying okay okay um good night guys okay let me know okay if you need anything whatever <laughs> okay all, all right, right. Good, night. good night